the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. Oh, jeez. Donald Trump said the New York Times was the enemy of the people. What evidence does he have? I mean, besides the front page of the New York Times yesterday, the making of a YouTube radical. How the site's algorithms played right into the hands of the alt-right. Wait until you hear how they describe the alt-right, what the problem is, and what their genius solution is. Enemy of the people. Damn right, and we start there in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Okay, here's good news. The Fed has signaled that they might drop interest rates again at their meeting later this month. Now, that is great news if you have a variable mortgage. It's great news if you want to buy a mortgage. Uh, You know, a lot of people are saying, oh, great, stock market's going to go up. Yes, with somebody else's free money. Not a good idea. Not a good idea. It's, It's not based in reality. So what I want you to do is I want you to go to AmericanFinancing.net. If you're looking to buy a new home or you're looking to refinance, AmericanFinancing.net is the place to go. I've known them for many, many years. They're really good people, and they're not going to get you roped into something that is bad for your financial health. Please batten down the hatches now. Visit AmericanFinancing.net or call 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So yesterday, in the New York Times, it's probably going to take me an hour to go through. In the New York Times, the making of a YouTube radical. How the site's algorithms played into the hands of the alt-right. Now, what was the big news uh, last week uh, on the right? And that was what? YouTube, silencing voices. Uh, I don't even get other Glenn Beck videos in my algorithm, Okay. When I go to YouTube and I look to watch something of mine or, or Steven Crowder or whatever, I don't get Blaze recommendations. I don't get Glenn Beck recommendations. How is that possible? That's not in my algorithm? I'm telling you, and I mean this sincerely, the only thing I seem to get are Jay Leno videos. Okay. I find those interesting, but what's going on? This article explains it, but they explain it in a good way, not a brainwashing sort of way. No, no, no. Only the people on the right are brainwashing people. So how the site's algorithms played in the hands of the alt-right. This is by Kevin Roos. He says, Caleb Kane pulled a block, a Glock pistol from his waistband, took out the magazine and casually tossed both onto the kitchen counter. I bought it the day after I got my first death threat. Now, there's no there's there's absolutely no questioning of his right to carry a gun. Now, how many times would the New York Times, if if it were me 
and they wrote this article about me. And I said, yeah, I just I, I bought my gun the first time I got a death threat, which I did. And I, you know, casually uh, threw the uh, uh, the magazine and the and the, the gun uh, onto the counter. Do you think they'd leave it at that? Or would they use that to make me into an extremist immediately? No. With this guy, they make it into a guy under siege. The threats, uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Kane uh, explained, came from the right-wing trolls in response to a video he had posted on YouTube a few days earlier. In the video, he told the story of how, as a liberal college dropout struggling to find his place in the world, he had gotten sucked into a vortex of far-right politics on YouTube. I felt... I, I, I just fell down this alt-right rabbit hole, he said. McCain, 26, recently swore off the alt-right, which, Mr. McCain, I swore off the alt-right a long, long time ago. Doesn't seem the New York Times seems to have any interest in me swearing off the alt-right or, or Ben Shapiro, who they define as alt-right, or or Steven Crowder, who they define as alt-right, swearing off the alt-right. We are not part of the alt-right. Mr. Kane uh, recently swore off the alt-right five years after discovering, um, discovering it, and he has become a vocal critic of it. Like me, that's weird. Uh, he's scarred by his experience of being radicalized by what he calls a decentralized cult of far-right. Now, wait a minute. A decentralized cult. Where have I heard decentralized cult before? Decentralized. Dece oh, 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 oh. You mean like Occupy Wall Street? That's decentralized. That's leaderless. Oh, oh, um, uh, the guys who wear the masks and are burning buildings down. Uh, what do you call them? Oh, Antifa. That's right. They're decentralized. That's right. They're decentralized and they have no leadership, too. That's the first time I've read about the decentralized cult of the far right. Oh, 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 I didn't finish. It's the far-right YouTube personalities. Oh, so it's like Steven Crowder and, uh, uh, and Dave Rubin and, and Justin uh, uh, or uh, Jordan Peterson, who's also defined as alt-right by the New York Times. So those guys, they're not coordinating. Oh, no, they're decentralized. There is no ringleader. But they're all part of the same evil cult. He said they convinced him that Western civilization was under threat. <laughs> no, come on. How could you possibly say this nation and the Western world is under threat? That's ridiculous. I've, show me the evidence. Show me the evidence besides, you know, jailing people for positions, uh, running people out of their jobs or their community uh, because of their positions, uh, because of the financial problems that we've had, because of the media, because of governments all over the world not listening to the people. Oh, let's vote for breakfast, uh, Brexit. Oh, no, you voted the wrong way. Uh, well, we'll we'll just kind of brush that under the rug. Hey, maybe we should vote again. No, you didn't get it right this time either. <laughs> Maybe we should vote again. What? 
could possibly lead us to believe that the Western way of life is under attack, other than the growing number of people that say they want to destroy the free market system, other than the the growing number of Islamists that say they want to destroy the Western way of life. What what crazy theory do you have that shows that we're in trouble? Well, the New York Times says it. They tried to convince him that Western civilization was under threat from Muslim immigrants. Oh, okay. So Muslim immigrants. I don't think I've ever said it's under attack from Muslim immigrants. I do believe I have said several times, we don't know who people are who are in our own country. We have no idea who they are. Just last week, the biggest group of Africans came across our border. Do we know who they were? No. No. I just told you last week that a bunch of people came from the Congo. They don't even speak English or Spanish. They're now living on the streets in San Antonio. San Antonio issued a, a request. Does anybody know how to speak French that can work with the homeless here? Because we don't speak French. Now, I'm not saying either one of those groups are terrorist groups. We don't know who they are. How did a group of people that don't speak a common tongue on this continent in a, from a poor country in Africa gather up enough money to to go into an airport and fly on that flying machine that most likely none of them have ever flown on anywhere not to see grandma or anything else they flew to mexico then somehow or another without speaking a word of english or spanish they got over our border how did that happen Boy, these guys are clever. Why are they living on the street? They should be working for NASA because there's some obvious rocket science that they understand that we don't. I wish we had somebody who spoke French so we can find out how they did that all by themselves and now are seemingly so hopeless and so helpless that they're just wasting away on our sidewalks. They also say that they convinced him that America was under threat from cultural Marxists. No! Marxism and the free market system, they go hand in hand. It's like you got chocolate in my peanut butter. No, no, you've got peanut butter in my chocolate. I kept falling deeper and deeper into this, and it appeared to me, because it made me It gave me a sense of belonging that it was good, but I was brainwashed. (laughs) You know where we get the brainwashing thing? The Marxists. Just thought I'd throw that in. Over the years of reporting on uh, Internet culture, this is from the reporter, I've heard countless versions of McCain's story. A nameless young man, usually white, frequently interested in video games, visits YouTube just looking for direction or distraction. But he is seduced by a community of far-right creators. This never happens on the left. This never happens with 
ISIS, Al-Qaeda. How dare you say they're trying to recruit people? Oh my gosh, you are so anti-Islam, I can't be your friend anymore. In fact, I should start a group to make sure you're banned from everything. Oh my gosh, I've got to ban you to save freedom. Some men discover far-right videos by accident, while others seek them out. Some travel all the way to neo-Nazism, while others stop at mild forms of bigotry. Oh, my gosh. So some make it all the way to national socialism. Wow. National socialism. I think national socialism is Marxist, which would be on the left. No, 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 no. <laughs> what am I thinking? <laughs> Whoa! That uh, that college brainwashing almost was 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 just ineffective there for a minute. I'm sorry, Nazis who were socialists—they're on the right. Oh man, I forgot. Silly rabbit tricks are for kids. The common thread in many of these stories is YouTube recommendation algorithm. Now, Glenn. You don't really want to see videos of you or the blaze or some of your friends, what they're saying. You don't want to really see that. You want to see yet another Jay Leno garage video because that's where your time should be spent. Not, not looking for any kind of political discussion. Now, 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 if you want the young Turks, we can serve that up. This is not far from reality, as you will find in this beautiful front-page story on the New York Times. It takes three whole pages to tell us exactly what's happening at YouTube and who the alt-right really is and what YouTube and others are now starting to do about it. We'll pick it up here in just a second, one minute. So uh, what does dad really want for Father's Day? I'm going to be real honest with you, and I'm turning into that guy. When I was in my 20s, I was not this guy. What do you want for Father's Day? This, 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 and this. But now that I'm getting a little older, I just really want, and I can't believe it, my parents weren't lying to me. Oh, I don't want anything, honey. I just want to be with you. Oh, I hated that answer. But they weren't lying. They really did weirdos anyway that's where i'm at i just want time with my family now if you want to throw an omaha steak on top of it i'm i'm good with that omaha steaks has 74 uh, percent off their father's day steak fix gift package it's a 235 dollar value and it's now 59.99 you get two fillets you get top sirloins pork chops the four Omaha steak burgers, the jumbo franks, these things are monsters, the chicken fried steaks, the all beef meatballs the size of my son's head, four chicken uh, 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 premium breasts, four caramel apple tartlets, a packet of their Omaha steak signature seasoning, and just because they're Omaha steaks, they're going to throw in it four extra Omaha steak burgers. Now that's for free. $59.99 for that entire package. That's insane. 
That's a 75, 74% off uh, of, of what they would normally charge. Are you kidding me? This is a no-brainer. What does dad want? You and meat. No vegetables included. Go to omahasteaks.com. When you get to the search bar, search for the word Beck, and it will take you to the page with this special. All right? So make sure you use the search bar and search for the name Beck, B-E-C-K, and you'll find this special at omahasteaks.com. That's omahasteaks.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So what are these young boys who are being trapped by the alt-right? What are they to do? Who are they? Well, the New York Times says the radicalization of young men is driven by a complex stew of emotional, economic, and political elements, many having nothing to do with social media. Nothing at all. Many of these things nothing don't even look at social media don't look at the mainstream media just look at the hypnotizing alt-right but critics and independent researchers say youtube has inadvertently created a dangerous on-ramp to extremism by combining two things a business model that rewards provocative videos with exposure and advertising dollar, and an algorithm that guides users down personalized paths meant to keep them glued to their screens. Okay, so wait a minute, wait a minute. Because this is a totally new concept. I'm trying to, I'm trying to understand. So what YouTube did, uh, help me out here because I'm a dummy. What YouTube did is they created something where the creators were incentivized to do things that were more and more outrageous, if I understand this right, uh, so people would come back for more. Huh. That is totally new, because that's not like the old media, you know? That's not like TV or movies or, you know, Survivor or anything like that. That's not like that doesn't happen in cable news. CNN, MSNBC, Fox, they never do anything that pushes the envelope just to get ratings. I've never heard anybody in the mainstream media, even the New York Times, I've never heard anybody saying they're just doing this for ratings. You know what I'm saying? So this is a totally new concept that YouTube came up with. There's no one who could have thought that one through and went, well, wait a minute, that might be incentivizing people to do crazier stuff, you know? <laughs> like putting a video, <laughs> this would never happen, putting a video of like some kid on a trampoline jumping off a roof onto the trampoline. That, that's never going to encourage other kids to do that. <laughs> what is the New York Times saying? I'm trying to wrap my arms around it. It's so revolutionary what they've done. <clears throat> but I digress. It has been a useful recruiting tool for far-right extremism. No one else, just the far-right. YouTube has been able to fly under the radar because until recently, no one thought of it as a place of radicalization happening. No! 
I certainly didn't. I didn't see what my kids were watching on YouTube and go, good God almighty, what are you watching? That didn't happen. (laughs) My kids, here's the thing. Everybody, everybody. Remember when you were growing up and you were like seven or eight and you saw your first hardcore porn you remember that when you were just accidentally, you know, just stumbled in and you saw just horrible bestiality videos and things like that. Oh man. I remember. I don't remember that. Gee, no one saw that this might affect kids. Cause I did. No, no, no. They flew under the radar. But it's where young people are getting their information and entertainment. And it's a space where creators are broadcasting political content that at times is overtly white supremacist. Wow. Huh. Wow. Now we gotta, I just want to take a break. And I want you just to think of all of the things we've learned from the New York Times so far. Because there's no other problems happening with this. This is, this is, they created a space where everyone could express themselves, but then people on the right started to express themselves, and it became popular. You're listening to Glenn What to Beck. do. More in just a second. First, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's Relief Factor. If you're in pain, uh, I want you to try Relief Factor. It's a three-week quick start where you can take it three times a day, which I do. Uh, You take it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and it reduces the inflammation in your body, which is the main driver of pain, really. Um, Your body is so inflamed that it's like every time you move, ah, ow. I just uh, heard a conversation from uh, Rob, who's here doing our um, uh, engineering work, and he said, I just want to go play hockey again. Not going to do that. Try Relief Factor. Try it. I know. I thought it would, they would never work. My wife was the one who was like, take it. And she was handing me the pills for three weeks. Take it. Just try it. Just try it. I'm like, it's not going to work. It's natural. It works. And I'm taking it 18 months later. She doesn't have to hand me the pills. I take it myself because it works. ReliefFactor.com. Get your life back. Call 800-583-84. Try their quick start at ReliefFactor.com. Want to hear more from conservative voices? Of course you do. Go to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and you'll get 10 bucks off. Okay, listen, Father's Day, give dad the gift packed with incredible Omaha steaks. All dads love great steaks, right? So go to omahasteaks.com and enter the promo code BACK in the search bar, and you'll find 74% off on their Father's Day Steak Fix gift package. It's a $235 value. It's only $59.99 with two tender fillets, two bold top sirloins, two savory pork chops, four Omaha steak burgers, four massive gourmet jumbo franks four crispy chicken fried steaks all beef meatballs four premium chicken breasts four caramel apple tartlets for dessert a packet of the omaha steak signature seasoning plus four extra omaha steak burgers free again order now and you'll get this exclusive omaha steaks father's day steak fix package valued at 235 for 59.99 just go to omahasteaks.com and type code beck into the search bar don't wait offer in soon get the omaha steaks father's day steak fix for 59.99 
All right, so been going over this uh, front page New York Times story. Uh, you know, the president's getting heat for saying that the uh, New York Times is the enemy of the people. Well, in in some ways, uh, yes, and here's why: they do not understand anything outside of their own bubble. They really don't. They go out. You know, uh, we're we're gonna go out into the, we're gonna go out into the heartland. And we're going to go find a bunch of liberal people that are pissed off about something. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why is why 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 is the right surging on YouTube? Is it that we're hypnotizing people? Or is it the fact that it's the only place left? You didn't take it seriously. The people on the right took it seriously because you wouldn't let us anywhere near any other platform. Yeah, okay. All right, Amazon. Go ahead. Do a do a comedy special with Steven Crowder. No. No. You'll take any vile comedian, but you won't do a comedy special with Steven Crowder, and it would be huge. It would be huge. Let me do a history program for you, Netflix, Amazon. No, nope, nope, nope. But I'll take anyone else on the left, and they can produce one. Okay, well, wait. You're cutting out half of your audience. Why would you do that? Well, because their political ideology is more important. And that political ideology on the left will give them power to shut down anything that they want. So they'll have control of everything. You won't have to worry about anything because they'll be so powerful that they'll make all of the calls and they'll be able to shape the country. Now that's ridiculous. Who would ever want to heat up the world so they could, they could beat it into a, into a, a shape more closely aligned with their desires? Oh, I don't know, other than that's an exact quote from the Fabian Socialists around the turn of the century. That's what socialists want to do. So it said in the New York Times, it suggests this new study that YouTube may have played a role in steering Mr. McCain and other young men like him to the far-right fringes. Now, remember, they throw the far-right fringes in like Nazis, and then at the same time, speak of Dave Rubin, Dave Rubin, uh, Steven Crowder, Jordan Peterson. So neo-Nazis and those guys are exactly the same. Oh, man, you guys are so enlightened. One day, late 2014, YouTube recommended a self-help video to this guy by Stefan Molinau a Canadian talk show host and self-styled philosopher. Now, going to be straight up with you, don't know who this guy is. Might be good, might be bad, don't know. Like Mr. McCain, Mr. Molinau had a difficult childhood. He talked about overcoming hardships through self-improvement. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, my gosh, those people need to be thrown in jail. You know what? Especially that damn Tony Robbins. He is a rebel that has to be stopped. He seemed smart and passionate, and he wrestled with big questions like free will, along with political advice on topics like and topics of dating and job interviews. Mr. Molinau, who calls himself an 
anarcho-capitalist. Oh, okay, all right. So that's like Penn Gillette. Penn would not consider himself a figure on the right. He's an anarcho-capitalist. What does that mean? He believes in the free system, the free, the free market, but he doesn't believe in any structure. He believes anarchy, and then people will figure it out. Now, I'm grossly distilling this, but you get the point. That's not a figure on the right. There's a difference. What's the difference? Some people believe in the Constitution. Yes, I know, it's crazy, and you'll never recognize that, New York Times, that what many people are saying is we just want to return to constitutional law that makes sense, where you have a right to be heard. You have a right to a jury trial. You have a right to be innocent until proven guilty, not the other way around. He, they then go on to say uh, that uh, he also uh, was a men's rights advocate. Oh, there's a problem. He believes that men have rights. And he said that feminism was a form of socialism, that the progressive gender politics were holding young people and young, uh, young men back. No, that's not true. What are you? Are you crazy? No, no, no. All you have to do is change gender, guys. If you just change, change gender, you can get the medal in every single sport. How is that holding you back? You just have to declare you're not a man. That's it. He offers conservative con- commentary on pop culture and current events, explaining why Disney's Frozen was an allegory about female vanity. Oh, that kind of sounds interesting. And why the fatal f- shooting of an unarmed black teenager by a white police officer was proof of the dangers of the rap culture. I don't agree with that on the surface, but I'd like to hear his explanation. McCain was a liberal who cared about social justice. Oh, well, there's your problem. There's your problem. There is no such thing as social justice. There is only justice. Justice. Blind justice. Not social justice. He was worried about wealth inequality. Okay, well, the, you're, you're clearly not somebody who believes in the Constitution. And he believed in climate change. But he found Mr. Molyneux's diatribes fascinating, even when they disagreed. Well, that can't happen. Oh, no. Don't listen to anybody you disagree with. Don't do it. Don't do it. You'll start thinking for yourself especially people you disagree with. Don't listen to them. Don't sit in your car and listen to somebody that you disagree with and go, oh, no, wait a minute. I'd like to hear that a little bit more. Oh, gee, I never thought of it that way. Oh, well, that guy's crazy. Don't think of it like that. Just stay with your narrow group of friends. You'll all walk in life's step, and life will be perfectly and clearly gray from birth to death. He was, now listen to this. He was willing to address young men's issues directly in a way I've never heard before. Now, let's see. What does that have to do with the rise of the right on YouTube? It's the only place where you can hear issues addressed in a way 
that you don't hear anywhere else. That's a problem. So is America under threat? Damn right. Is it under threat from the right or the left? It's under threat by anyone who wants to silence anyone. That who that is who is threatening us. Look, you can be is you can be um, a, a Muslim. I don't really care. I don't care. But if you're teaching that you should kill other people because they're not part of your religion, I don't care if you're Muslim or Mormon. No. Is that so hard to understand? You could be any party that you want. You you believe whatever you want. I believe the trees have souls, and that's why I go out to the forest with my group of friends, and we name each tree, and we try to dress them up. Well, dress them up as women, because they've all chosen to be women. I don't really care. You're crazy as a loon, but I don't really care. Do it. But if you start to say, and anyone who disagrees with me, is a problem and it has to be dealt with, then you and I have a problem. By the way, I, I'm, I'm in Idaho at our ranch. And I'm, I'm up here because I'm trying to be a good dad. And I, I work to put a bunch of uh, TV shows together that you would find useful in advance. And my staff, I mean, I, I don't know how they're even walking. They may not be. But we worked extra hard so I could come up here with my son and spend a couple of weeks with my son because he's 15 and he needs, he's out. I don't know if this is a good idea. He's out with a chainsaw right now cutting down the sagebrush by the electric fence. So he could get, he could back, come back without a leg and, and maybe he won't come back because he, he cut his leg off and then hit the electric fence. I don't know how it works, but back to me being a good dad. <laughs> We're driving up here, and we, we took a drive for three days. It took us to drive up here. And, um, and I said to him, you're the mix master. You're the DJ. I drive. You pick the music. And, uh, and he did. And I learned a lot about him that made me not worry so much. He, he, he really likes this one group and a couple of songs. And, but all of the groups that he played, they were all these kinds of songs. And as he played them, he watched me like, are they going to like this or not? And one of them was age by AJR. And it's called A Hundred Bad Days. And I just want you to listen to the lyrics. You want to fix the world? Stop screwing around with everything. Just understand this. You remember when we all got drunk? That's when Dad was like, oh, okay, wait a minute. You remember when we all got drunk? I ended up with two broke thumbs. Oh, my God, I felt so dumb. Lucky me. I wrote a song and no I wrote a song that no one knows. I played a show and no one showed. Oh my god, I felt so alone. Lucky me. When all is going wrong and you're scared of hell, as scared as hell, what are you going to do? Who are you going to tell? Maybe a hundred bad days makes a hundred good stories 
and a hundred good stories makes me interesting at parties. I've listened to this song over and over with him again until we're both rolling down the windows and screaming it at the top of our lungs because it's true. A hundred bad days will cripple you. Or maybe a hundred bad days makes a hundred great stories. And you'll be popular at parties. You'll also be able to figure out life. I could feast on this story all day long. I haven't even gotten to what their solution is for YouTube. We'll try to get to that uh, here in just a second. And look at uh, the poll numbers for uh, politics in Iowa coming up after the top of the hour. First, our sponsor uh, this half hour is X-Chair. Now, you've heard a million ads for mattresses. But we spend just about as much time in our uh, in our office chair as we do in in bed at night. That's crazy. We should get up more often, I think, and move around a little bit. Anyway, X Chair has has taken the level of comfort and support and thrown it through the roof. You you spend more time in your office chair. So what are you doing when it comes to supporting perfect posture and providing ideal back support? No office chair compares to the X chair. And the secret is, is the dynamic variable lumbar support. They call it the DVL. It's a patented feature that sets the X chair apart from every other office chair in the world. It's really simple. And I'm telling you, you sit up straight when you're in it. I'm not in an X chair today and I hate it. Anyway, Ideal posture and support equals comfort. And when you're comfortable, the hours that you spend in your chair doing work fly by. So feel the DVL difference for yourself. Try X-Chair for 30 days. Try it completely risk-free. X-Chair is on sale now for $100 off. Just go to xchairbeck.com. That's xchairbeck.com or call 1-844-4X-Chair. You can finance your purchase for as little as $30 a month. It's xchairbeck.com. Use the promo code XWheels and you're going to receive a free set of the new X-Wheels with your chair. It's xchairbeck.com. Somebody back in Dallas I could hear was listening to AJR. Were you listening to AJR? I was, yeah. I, I hadn't heard of them until you mentioned uh, I, that you and I had neither. Yeah. Listen to their song, Role Models uh, and uh, Sober Up. They're very, very mm-hmm. positive. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're great. It's just three brothers, right, who play all the instruments, write all the songs, and, and do yeah. the, they produce their albums. They do, they do it all. Uh, I was noticing they've got... They're really good. Quite a few views. Um, I think it was Sober Up has like 18 million, 18 million views on YouTube. Pretty good for somebody I've never heard so of. So they must be all right. They must be all right, <laughs> yeah, don't you think? Obviously. They're doing so well on YouTube. And we learned from the New York Times, only the all right is doing good. <laughs> They're doing well. All right. Uh, the uh, politicians were out in Iowa uh, this weekend. Uh, and... The poll numbers are starting to change on the ground, at least in Iowa. Also, Pat, ha- uh, uh, Pat has a look at Stu, who will, is out today, but he'll be uh, with us tomorrow. 
he has a look at uh, the numbers from Stu. He's he's put together his own system, um, and and he looks at like 19 different things to show influence and momentum, and it's different than what the polls show, uh, slightly. And we'll take a look at that coming up next. The the election is happening now, whether we like it or not. We know what the press are are going to do when it gets down to it with uh, with Donald Trump. But right now, they seem pretty intent on destroying Bernie Sanders. Kind of interesting. We're going to take a look at the current polls. Who's starting to surge? Who's way back? Uh, also, we're going to look at uh, Stu's roster, his his look at the poll numbers. He has a slightly different look at that. Coming up in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So there was a recent survey out that found that privacy is the number one concern about smart home devices. 68% of respondents say they believe smart home devices listen to you when you're not aware and share the data with companies. No. Who would you think Google would do that to you? You think Amazon would do that? Oh, shut up. According to another report, one giant tech company employs thousands of people to listen to what people say in uh, in the recording proximity of their smart speaker. No. Really? There's so many threats in today's connected world. It takes one weak link for criminals to get in. And when personal information is exposed, someone can use it to commit identity threats and identity theft. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats like your social security number for sale on the dark web. And if there is a problem, a U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock sees the threats that you might miss on your own. So join now and get 10% off your first year by using promo code BECK. Call 800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com. That's 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK for 10% off. All right. Welcome back. A uh, field of Democratic presidential candidates is starting to settle into tears. Welcome to NPR and blow it out your ass. Sorry, I don't know where, even know where they came from. Uh, Joe Biden leads the pack and Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren and Pete Buttigieg are in close competition for second place. Now, 24 percent of Iowa's likely Democrat caucus goers say former vice president is uh, Biden is their first choice for president. Sanders is the first choice for 16% of poll respondents, while Warren, the Massachusetts senator, crazy woman, and uh, Buttigieg, mayor of mayor of South Bend, uh, are at 15 and 14% uh, respectively. 
another candidate that cracks the uh, uh, double digits is no one. California Senator Kamala Harris comes closest at 7%. Klobuchar comes in at 2%, as does O'Rourke, who says, we're just getting started. We're just getting started. We're just getting started. Yeah, I, I know. I, I mean, it's a it's a long road, uh, but you happen to be on the road to nowhere. But it, you know, I know you're just you're just getting started on your trip to nowhere. Um, now, this is what is this is what's happening. The, the The interesting thing is Warren is the first choice among 15 percent of the voters, second choice among 14 and 32% are actively considering her, according to the latest polls. That puts her at a virtual tie with uh, Biden. Warren is also neck and neck with Bernie Sanders and Pete Buttigieg. Biden remains at 24%, the clear front runner. Sanders at 16. So you're, you're looking at this. The problem is, is that Sanders doesn't have a lot of people looking at him outside of the pool. So he's coming in second, but he's not he's not very many people's second choice, and that's really going to hurt him. Now, Stu does his um his weekly or or uh bi-monthly uh, look at the polls at this point, and he takes into consideration a lot of different things and Pat has a look at that. Yeah, he's he takes into consideration polling, uh the prediction markets, fundraising, so how much have they raised? What are the fundamentals? I'm not sure what all goes into fundamentals, media coverage, and more. He's, he takes into account like 30 different categories. So there's a lot that goes into this. And then he rates the candidates on a score from 0 to 100. And coming in at number 24, making his debut on the charts, is uh, Mike Ravel. Now you might think, I'm sorry, who? Uh, Mike Ravel <laughs> has not been around for a while. In fact... The month that Ronald Reagan moved into the White House for the first time, Mike Gravel was leaving his last government job. So that was 1981. <laughs> he was a senator from Alaska from 1969 to 1981 and has not been in public office since. So, so wait, <laughs> what did they dig him back up? I, guess, I don't well, know his story. It's it's alive. He was drafted, Glenn, into this race. And when we say drafted, somebody asked him to run on social media once. <laughs> <laughs> so he jumped in. So he jumped in. Now, Mike is uh a youthful 89 years old, meaning when he takes office, he'd be close to 91. So you talk about experience. Mike Ravel's got it in in spades. Well, at least he's not just another white man. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, he's, yes, he is he's another more, white man, but he's very Well, no, no, no. He, at this point, at this point, <laughs> he's turning a little greenish. <laughs> and blue in some areas, like his hair. Um, yes. But when asked what he'd do to change the country, uh, Gravel was quoted as saying, <gasps> So I'm kind of sold. <laughs> you know what we should do is find the oldest living human being in the United States and just anoint him our leader. You know, at least then he'd have an excuse for all the madness that spills out of him. And uh, you just go, well, he's old. So, of course, he feels that way. So maybe maybe can, this is our guy. 
Can we skip up to the relevant uh, players? <laughs> I mean, sure, you're, it's fun. You're saying Mike Ravel's not relevant? I'm, yes, wow. that's exactly what I'm saying. Oh, wow. All right, well, let's let's then move up to, what, the top ten? You want to hear yeah. that? All right. Um, let's see. Coming in at number ten, it's, it's a long way to scroll. Uh, Julian Castro is the first one in the top ten at number ten. Uh, he was 10th last time. He's 10th now. He's at 34.5%. Um, now, his claim to fame is he was mayor of San Antonio years ago. And then he was the HUD director uh, for a while. So um, his big deal is let's fight for $15. Okay. <laughs> That's your big Okay, your big campaign issue is we're going to do the minimum wage at $15 an hour. So... Uh, good luck for closing down every no, I, single fast food joint in America. Yeah, no. I Have you been to McDonald's lately? That barely needs people anymore. <laughs> uh, I, I will tell you that I don't think that's his, I don't think that's his big deal. I think his big deal is I'm young, I'm good looking, and I've been groomed by the Obama administration that's to true. be a young, good looking Hispanic candidate. He's he's really though, despite all of that that he has going for him, and he did seem to be uh, he did s- seem to be like the heir apparent to Obama for at, at one point. They they used to talk about him as if he was he was the next big thing, and that just hasn't really materialized for him yet. You know, I don't think you can do that anymore. I, I was yeah. watching a speech by Mitt Romney, and I thought. That seems like so 1965. Doesn't now. it, though? I just don't. Yeah. It, it just doesn't seem like those are the mm-hmm. kind of people that are going to be leading us. Uh, Kirsten Gillibrand is number nine. She was ninth last time, too. She's at 36.7. Um, you know, this is a big New York senator. Uh, she's done. She's just, I think she's already done. Yeah, I think she's out of this thing before it even starts. Amy Klobuchar is at number eight at 41.9 rating. Now, she's supposed to be the moderate in this race, but nobody knows anything about her unless you live in Minnesota, um, and so she's getting no traction either. Cool. And thank God we don't. Thank, yes. Um, Cory Booker, 51, 51.6%. Uh, number seven, he's a big gun control guy. Uh, in fact, would confiscate guns if it was up to him. He was he said so. He would, uh, he would go door to door perhaps and remove guns from people's homes which would well with the way the way things are going now it will be up to the next president whether we have guns or not yeah i mean that's kind of the system we're headed for is like hey what do you want to do today i don't know let's let's ban all people who are left-handed okay (laughs) at number six robert francis o'rourke uh who has lost as you mentioned a ton of momentum he's gone backwards from about 13 percent to now two percent uh nationally he's at two or three percent nationally started i think he was at, just he's just getting started going he's backward started. he is you're right yeah he'll be at zero before too long i <laughs> <laughs> he's got some serious momentum did you see the turnout at the church he spoke at yesterday in iowa yeah, there's like nobody there no one was there and it's interesting that it happened to be in waterloo iowa um, that may be his Waterloo. <laughs> he is going the wrong way. Uh, and number five on the list of uh, Stu's list of uh, power rankings, Elizabeth Warren, who actually does seem to have some momentum going forward. I, I thought she was done from the beginning. 
but she's actually kind of kicked into gear with this i have a plan for that thing she's got a plan for everything and if there's one thing i love it's a government intervention in every aspect of our lives i think we're all looking for that right now um so she's at number five at 53.4 percent uh kamala harris is at number four 65.9 percent um she wants equal pay for women of course she's she continues to to beat that dead horse that uh women make 79 cents on the dollar for every every dollar that men make and it's just so dishonest uh, i can't take the dishonesty yeah. of 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 either side but it's usually the left that is just mm-hmm. lying to people well and to the extent that even the washington post has discredited and given it two or three pinocchios they've called it essentially a lie it's it's not true there's too many factors that go in that they don't take into account and they continue to hammer these numbers that uh just aren't accurate at number three can i uh, tell you something yeah hang wait can i can i tell you something this is so this is so ridiculous i just listening to you say oh even the washington post gave it two or three pinocchios Mm -hmm. we're in the fight for our country's life and we're like and they got a pinocchio on that one so (laughs) it's just it's just ridiculous all right we'll get back to the top three and the long distance dedication in one minute Yeah, yeah, he destroyed the country, and he got a Pinocchio. Uh, anyway, uh, my Patriot Supply, they have a new one-week food supply in an ammo can. The number of people placing orders was overwhelming last week, to say the least. It's a 50% off special price that's going to run now this week only. To make sure you can pick one up, my my uh, friends at my Patriot Supply has extended this special Natural disasters are going to strike this year. Did you see what's happening in California with the little teeny earthquakes? Yeah. And by the way, has has California come out of a drought? Yes. They have. Because mm-hmm. I haven't heard any about any mudslides. And I thought if they were having the kind of rain that everybody else had, there would be mudslides. And I, I, haven't, I haven't heard about any mudslides. Of course, I tune out on much of the destruction of california because most of it's man-made uh but anyway um it, it would be interesting to me because they've got the um you know they, they haven't had water the rest of the country has been flooded with water no no soup for you it's like god is saying to california no soup no soup for you anyway um 50 off a special price because a disaster could happen at any time I mean, look at who we're talking about possibly being elected. You want to talk about a disaster? Oh, you'll be eating your food out of a can. One-week food kit. It is 50% off right now at preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner last up to 25 years. It's sealed tight in a water-resistant ammo can. Right now, final week, save 50%. Preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. 10 seconds, station ID. And now, coming in at number three, here's Casey with the countdown. It's a little bit surprising. Uh, at number three on 
Stu's power list. And keep in mind, this is not just based on uh, polling, but all kinds of other factors, like 29 other factors. So Bernie Sanders. And four uh, out of five doctors. Recommend uh, Bernie Sanders for socialists who, who love socialism. And and it's uh, it's a pretty solid choice when you see uh, the fruits of socialism right now in front of our very eyes uh, every day on the news, and you see that they can't even take showers anymore in Venezuela. Showers are a luxury in Venezuela, but if you want that kind, if you want that here in the United States, vote Bernie Sanders, who's number three uh, this week on the power rating, sixty nine point two percent. Can I say, we're going to get into what Bernie Sanders said about socialism and the lies mm-hmm. that are coming out of his mouth with the audio proof that he deserves a couple of Pinocchios. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so at number two, this is a surprise, um, but he he does seem to have momentum right now. Pete uh, Buttigieg at number two. Uh, he's up from fourth last time but so obviously he doesn't have the numbers i think in in iowa he's got his best showing so far he was at 14 percent, if i'm not mistaken it was biden 24 uh bernie 16 uh, elizabeth warren 15 and buddha judge 14 so that's pretty impressive he's this is from a guy who was the mayor of south bend indiana and nobody's ever heard of until what two three months ago but he's really well spoken. He's really smooth on the campaign trail. Uh, he seems to be reasonable. I think he's just as extreme we... as the rest. But he just says it better. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's he's he seems normal. Mm-hmm. However, let me just say this: uh, we learned this from Barack Hussein Obama. America's never going to elect a guy with a funny last name. <laughs> <laughs> we elected a guy with the name of one of our most hated enemies at the time. The guy we're trying to kill, Jeez. and yet we're close-minded. Uh-huh. Wait a minute. Barack Hussein Hateful. Obama, a guy who lived in the Muslim world for... A, yeah, but we're too hateful. We're way, way too hateful. Too hateful. Uh, we hate, we're racist, and we're hateful, we're homophobic. Here's a guy... Who is the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, who is, uh, I mean, the darling of the United States of America right now. And the media, they love him. Uh, They love his husband. They love him. They love the fact that he's he's gay and he's running. And and it just, uh, you know, this identity politics might actually get him nominated in the Democrat Party. It, It I think it could happen. I at the at the beginning of this, I didn't think there's any way Pete Buttigieg uh, would even raise to five percent. And here he is, here he is at number two on the uh, power poll. And then, of course, obviously, Joe Biden number one. Um, Joe Biden is kind of run, running away and hiding from everybody. He was the only one who wasn't in Iowa over the weekend and late last week. He's going to be there by himself tomorrow. He's not participating in any of these multi-format candidate debates. Well, he's, he's going to be in the debates that are coming out in two weeks, but he's not showing up at these at these forums um, in the various states like Iowa. 
He just he doesn't believe he has to, and and uh, I don't think he does either. I I think it's better the less he hears, I don't know. the less people hear from him, know. the better he is. Like like Re- Hillary. Remember that was the I know, but this was the Hillary strategy. Yes, remember, and then she yeah. got onto her van tour where she was like, "Oh my gosh, keep the windows closed. I'm surrounded by peasants. I'm surrounded <laughs> by." Pig farmers are all about. You never know when one will spring from the bushes. But it worked in the Democrat Party. She got the nomination. You know, it might work for Joe. I don't. I'm hopeful that there's nobody in this field who can beat Trump. Uh, I just got to I got to continue to hang on to that. Otherwise, um, you know, you you don't hold up much, much hope for the for the country. If any of these people, including Biden, if any of them win. Uh, we're going to have a tough time recovering from that. I don't want to say we don't recover from it because are you and I both, Pat, you and I have been the most surprised at what this country has endured. Yes. I mean, yeah, we endured oof. Obama, a Marxist. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and we were pretty doubtful. I remember this in 2008 and 2009. We, we thought that might be it. But fortunately, no president has the power on his own to change America that much. Now, he started that fundamental transformation that he talked about five days before the election, but he didn't finish it. It's up to these guys now to to try to finish it. And that's what they're trying to do. And I, I think they could. One of the most one of the most disturbing things that I have seen is, you know, that this uh, campaign to get rid of the Electoral College is Mm. is now at 15 states and it's frightening uh, it has momentum and mm-hmm. the press is keeping this quiet everybody's keeping this quiet it's coming under the radar and if we lose that it's it's truly over it really is over i'll explain at the top of the uh, next hour when we come back i want to talk to you a little bit about the lies pinocchio there there's not a big enough geppetto <laughs> and not enough not enough hours in geppetto's day to make enough Pinocchios for Bernie Sanders when it comes to, oh, I wasn't really for the Soviet Union. Coming up next. listening to Glenn Beck. That's right, you are. And I want to talk to you about Relief Factor. Relief Factor, in case you're feeling like crap, in case you're feeling like, you know, I just, I would like to do some of the things I used to do, but, you know, I swear to you, I could throw that football over the mountain if I just had that. Just had the opportunity today. I could throw it over that mountain if I wanted to. But I'm too old now to throw that football over the mountain. Uh, if if you stop stop making um, stop making statements that are true, but really aren't. You can do the things that you want to. You just have to find the right relief. So here it is. This could possibly be it. Relieffactor.com. Call 800-583-84. I wouldn't steer you wrong. It has worked for me. And I tell you, 70% of the people who try it find relief. I take it every day, three times a day. I've been doing it for 18 months because it works. Get your life back. Relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. You can hear more from me, Pat Gray, on Pat Gray Unleashed every weekday, starting at 7 Central, 8 o'clock Eastern, only on the Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck Program. 
So the latest on Bernie Sanders, uh, Democratic presidential candidate Bernie Sanders falsely claimed on Sunday that he has spent his whole life. He has spent his whole life fighting against authoritarian regimes, despite his repeated support for brutal socialist countries. During an interview on CNN's State of the Union, he said, I think it's important for the American people to understand my definition of democratic socialism. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, well, uh, let, let's, uh, do we have that audio by any chance? Uh, he's always fought against it. I think Bernie says he's always fought against Soviet Union Venezuela. Listen to this. I think it's important for the American people to understand what my definition is of democratic socialism. It's certainly not how Donald Trump uh, defines it. I've spent my whole life fighting for democracy, fighting against authoritarianism, whether it was in the Soviet Union, Venezuela, or any place else. What? Wait, wait, wait a minute. What? Let's just take Venezuela. He has fought against dictators his whole life. Let me play two pieces of audio. Bernie Sanders refuses to tell Jorge Ramos to call uh, Maduro to step down. Before you go, I want to ask about Venezuela. Do you consider Juan Guaido the legitimate president of Venezuela? No, I think what has to happen right now, I think there are serious questions about the recent election. Uh, There are many people who feel it was a fraudulent election. Uh, And I think the United States has got to work with the international community uh, to make sure that there is a free and fair election uh, in Venezuela. So is Nicolás Maduro a dictator senator for you? And should he go? All right. I think clearly he has been very, very abusive. That is a decision of the Venezuelan people. <laughs> That's not fighting against a dictator. That's not fighting against a dictator. Play the next clip, uh, refusing to call Maduro a dictator. Why have you stopped short of calling Maduro of Venezuela a dictator? Well, he, I, I think it's, uh, it's fair to say that the last election was undemocratic. Uh, but there are still democratic operations taking place in that country. The point is, what I am calling for right now is uh, internationally supervised free elections. And I do find it interesting that trump is very concerned about what goes on in venezuela but what about the last election that took place in saudi arabia oh okay, there stop. wasn't so he so he's going after saudi arabia which has been like this since the beginning of time um and and that's fine i don't i, I don't want to be in bed with saudi arabia and i don't excuse anything that goes on in saudi arabia but the people had freedom recently in venezuela and this guy has grabbed power now how does bernie sanders look at power i'm going to play the montage of uh, geppetto is is whittling pinocchios right now listen to this montage of how he has fought against these totalitarian regimes his whole life but i remember for some reason or other, being very excited when, when Fidel Castro made the revolution in Cuba. I was a kid and I remember reading that. And it was just seemed right and appropriate that poor people were rising up against rather ugly rich people. And there was Kennedy and Nixon talking about which particular method they should use about uh, destroying the revolution. And I remember the irony is we, we learned the history later on. 
Kennedy was saying that Nixon was too soft on communism. Let me pick up a point that Rick was making. In Cuba, we should deal firmly with Fidel Castro. And usually I'm sufficiently unemotional not to be sick, but I actually got up in the room and almost left the puke. People are concerned about the state of the world. If many of us are concerned that our kids are not going to grow up and live a normal life because there's a nuclear war, you say, who's to blame? Let's blame somebody. Who do we want to blame? Why is there a policy in this country which is producing more and more nuclear weapons, which is increasingly antagonistic to, our, to the Soviet Union, which is trying to destroy Nicaragua? How do we change that policy? I think it's also fair to point out that when we were in Moscow, for example, I think most of the people here also were extremely impressed by their public transportation system. The stations themselves were absolutely beautiful. Uh, in, including many works of art, chandeliers that were beautiful. It was a very, very effective system. Also, I was impressed by the youth programs that they have, uh, their palaces of, of, of culture for, for the young people, a whole variety of, young, uh, of programs for young people. How do you find the sincerity of Sandinista leaders? I was impressed. I was impressed by Father Descoto because he is a very gentle, very loving man. Uh, Ortega is an impressive guy. Did you have suggestions for them how they could organize their um, PR a little bit more effectively? I think it's yes. I mean, I, I, the point that I try to make to many of the people that I spoke to is they're getting killed in the American media. Mm -hmm. They just cannot compete. Reagan and his people are so sophisticated. They own the airwaves, of course. Reagan, the media, every time Reagan gives them a photo opportunity, thousands, thank you, Mr. President. Thank you very much for telling us another lie. Uh, you know, the media, of course, is not allowed to ask sharp questions of the president. That's not allowed. Uh, and, you know, my point to Ortega is they are not getting their message of what they are trying to do out to the American people. Okay, so there's, let me just, let me just summarize. He was very excited that there was somebody that was going to crush, quote, the very ugly rich people in Cuba. He had to leave the room to puke when people said, uh, I, I think Castro is a dictator and what are we going to do about it? He had to leave the room to puke. Any nuclear war would be the fault of the United States, but that's only because the Soviet Union had beautiful transportation. You know, just beautiful, very effective transportation. You know, it's like saying to the, it's like saying to the Germans, yeah, but the train system they developed was remarkable you have it all lead into death camps but it was a remarkable train system because they, in, in his case he said because they had chandeliers oh okay well did you see any of the prisons with the political prisoners did they have chandeliers he said they also had young people programs which i think should be i i believe it's pronounced program but uh, maybe it's just me ortega was a good guy and the American media was in bed with Ronald Reagan. For anyone, and I know it's fewer and fewer, for anyone who thinks the American media was in bed with, with Reagan, that's like saying the American media is in bed with Donald Trump. They hated him. Hated him. So I want to remind you his definition of democratic socialism. Because he says, you know, I, it's not what Trump says. He's making me into a cartoon character. Really? Because I, I want to show you the friends around Bernie Sanders. These are the people running his campaign. His campaign director is an absolute uh, Islamist anti-Semite. 
Uh, he is uh, a guy who flirts with the most radical of radicals. His foreign affairs director is an absolute anti-Semite. In fact, uh, those two, the campaign manager and the foreign affairs guy, they were asked by the Obama administration, can you guys get away from us because you're writing anti-Semitic things on, uh, on your blog posts? Uh, his speechwriter is a democratic socialist that believes in the redistribution of money and land and the takeover of industry. Well, that's about as Soviet as you can get. His national organizing uh, uh, president was arrested in 2002 for organizing and participating in an anti-IMF and uh, World Bank, which I, you know, look, I, I don't like those two organizations either myself, but also part of Justice Democrats. They wrote the new Green Deal. Uh, she taught leftists in Spain how to organize and how to get on the streets. She also uh, uh, organized uh, the anti-Semitic socialists uh, by the name of Jerry, uh, um, Jeremy Corbyn in uh, England, which, if you know anything about him, he's a radical socialist. Uh, the political director for Bernie Sanders is a socialist from Venezuela who says, no, at least the people in Venezuela can eat. The people in New Jersey are far worse off than Venezuela, which is, I mean, Geppetto, can you make another Pinocchio, please? She organized the Working Families Party, which basically is, is ACORN again, SEIU. She's put all of these groups together, and she knows how to get the, the ground to mobilize. She is the one that has put a lot of these policies into practice. The abortion policy in New York, that she was responsible for a lot of that happening. Uh, and the senior policy advisor is a uh, professor, she's a sociologist at uh, Fordham University. She not only um, uh, is agreeing with Venezuela, but she was behind the scenes and may be one of the organizing principles of Occupy Wall Street. Uh, and the only reason why we say that is because of past interviews and that's pretty much what she said when she went to the University of Tehran in Iran to badmouth America and to hold up Occupy Wall Street. That's those are the that's his advisory board and the people actually running his campaign. So if he tries to make himself out to be, oh, I'm just I'm just a guy like you all shucks. I was on the back of my tractor just the other day thinking about how much I love this country. Don't buy it. Democratic socialists always try to do the same thing. And even when they fail, they'll say it was a failed socialist experiment. Show me the socialist experiments that work. And I'm not talking about big welfare states. Because if you look to Sweden, and that's not what any of these people working with Bernie Sanders or Bernie Sanders wants. They want an end, in their own words, to the free market system. Sweden and the, the Netherlands has a free market system. It is capitalist, more capitalist at this point than we are. 
It just happens to have a giant socialist welfare state. There's a huge difference. Huge difference. And they're trying to tell you that there is no difference. There is. Democratic socialists here in America want to end the free market system. No ifs, ands, or buts. They're on record saying it. So please, don't tell me, Bernie Sanders, about how you work so hard against people like the Soviet Union. You practically were taking a paycheck from the Soviet Union. You tried to prop them up and, and vilify America every step of the way. Now, maybe in some places in America, that will make you qualified for being president. But not in any place that I've been recently outside of a city. Tom, Tommy in Florida uh, wrote in, said, uh, blinds were perfect. The blinds I bought from blinds.com, I saved money. Uh, I feel they're higher quality than the box store product. Our windows look brand new with our blinds.com order. I have several other window blinds that need replacing. I will definitely be using blinds.com. They employ great people who meet and exceed the customer's expectations. That's always good when you can find a company like that. And it's really hard to do. The customer's the story says it all, and they get it over and over and over again. Blinds.com makes the entire experience enjoyable and easy, and that's why they have 30,000 five-star customer reviews. They're America's number one online choice for affordable, custom, quality window coverings. Plus, every order gets free samples, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee. It's Blinds.com. They also offer design consultants who will walk you step through uh, step by step through a, a change of a room or your old home. You can call them right now and they will help you get started. It's blinds.com. Huge site-wide savings going on right now and you'll save an extra $20 off on top of that if you use the promo code BECK. That's blinds.com. Save huge on their site-wide savings plus save an extra 20 bucks if you use the promo code BECK. That's blinds.com, promo code BECK. Are you watching the you watching the show Chernobyl, Pat, by any chance? Yeah, I've, I've seen all five episodes. Mm-hmm. Really it's good. really good. We should play some clips from just the first, uh, the first one. It should chill you to the bone on what a Soviet, uh, you know, socialist republic really is. I really think it should be mandatory viewing for all millennials so that, so that they can see the fruits of socialism. This is what it gets you. You want that? Because uh, this you is notice, a, an oppressive, lying government, you, and that's what you could have. Right. The the entire time they are telling people who to blame. It's mm-hmm. all about blame. It's it's not about facts. It's not about finding out what really happened or anything else. It's this person did this. Here's a list of names that are responsible, and they don't know what's. I mean, they do that on day three. They don't know what happened. Right. Apparently, Russia is pretty upset with it, and they're going to do an, their own version of Chernobyl that's going to come out um, sometime have soon. You heard, have you heard who they say uh, is responsible for No. Mm-mm. The CIA. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, I cannot believe oh my gosh. they are going, well, I mean, it's Putin. He was a KGB <laughs> officer. 
So they're going Jeez. back to the uh, America is evil and caused Chernobyl. If I ever wow. found out that America had anything to do with Chernobyl, I would be so angry with our country. Oh, yeah. There's oh, yeah. no way that we did that. There's no way that we did that. Uh, they're upset about it. They're going to remake Chernobyl, their version of it, with the CIA being the cause of it. Um, and I think the conspiracy theory over in Russia will work, which leads me to American conspiracy theories. The biggest of them, how many of us believe it when we come back? The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. So there's a new poll out on the the most believed conspiracy theories in America. And it's disturbing in in a couple of ways. And I I want to go through it because I started this show today talking about something in on the front page of yesterday's New York Times about how the extreme right has taken over YouTube. Have we? Do you know that they upload right now 500 hours of video and add that to their library 500 hours every minute now how is it we're taking over i know like seven conservatives <laughs> how is it we're taking that over no they just don't like the way we perform and there's a reason for it. And I want to talk about that. And it, it kind of starts in this conspiracy world of, of how people see things. And we'll be, be uh, beginning there in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Do you, uh, do you like guns? Uh, I am, gosh darn it, up here at the ranch and... When my son gets back from uh, from uh, taking the chainsaw and cutting down the sagebrush around the fence, well, then I've promised him we're going to go out and shoot, and we're going to have a shooting contest tonight. He loves, he's got a cowboy gun, and it's got air triggers. This, this gun scares the hell out of me, uh, but uh, he loves it. And uh, we, we set up um, like 12 different, or no, what is it, 14, I think, and we have... No, 11, and we have 13 shots. So we have we load the gun with 13 shots, and then you have 11 uh, things in a row, and you have to hit them all. The only way to win is if you hit them all, uh, and you can only miss twice. And we just love it. We just love it. Guns are a part of our life, and they're not in the inner city. It's not like we're going, yeah, and we're going to bring our gun, and we're just going to shoot up the town responsible gun owners if you are a responsible gun over a gun owner uh you know that one of the worst things about this is if god forbid you ever have to use your gun to stop a bad guy your life is destroyed just destroyed how are you going to defend yourself that's why the uscca exists because they have insurance for you and they will help you defend yourself. Now, that's not what they want to talk to you about. 
what they want to do is give you 17 chances to win a new ga- a new gun and your favorite gun could be 17 Kimbers, could be 17 Glocks, 17 SIGs, 17 AR-15s, whatever it is. To reveal which gun you could win today, just text the word G-L-E-N-N to the number 87222. It's secure. The uh, official rules are on the page. The guns aren't going to last long every day. They're giving away a gun every single day. It ends the 21st of this month. That's Friday, June 21st. A gun disappears every night at midnight. Make it yours. The United States Concealed Carry Association is here to help educate, train, protect responsibly armed Americans just like you. And they love giving away guns. So get one of your 17 chances to win. Do it today. Text the word G-L-E-N-N to the number 87222 right now and you'll be entered to win. So I want to I want to go over this because I, I think that, you know, when you think of conspiracy theories, you think that we never landed on the moon. And that's and that is clearly a conspiracy theory and easily disproven. Um, or you think of a flat earth. I mean, what's going to happen? What's going to happen when we go to Mars? They'll be like, oh, wow. OK, so it was around Earth. But thank goodness we're here on this flat Mars. You think of the crazy stuff, right? Here's the number one um, conspiracy theory in America. Well, let me start at the other end. Moon landing was faked. 11%. I can't believe 11% actually believe that. But remember, you know, the the love of the media, we could find 7% of people who love the media. So there are crazies everywhere. The government is using chemicals to control the population through chemtrails. <laughs> you know, I've never looked into this. Have you looked into this, Pat? I have. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and what is the theory? Uh, I, I guess that, that something poisonous and toxic comes out of airplanes. That that's not just some frozen vapor in the sky. That's uh, those are. Those are actual chemicals. Controlling that, agents. Yeah, they're con- they're controlling agents, and they they. I guess they brainwash us with with the chemtrails. I don't know. It's it's a weird theory. Do not believe in chemtrails. I don't believe in chemtrails. I don't. I believe in chemtrails. Yeah, it's frozen vapor. I believe that. Yeah. Uh, but, I don't believe that airplanes are spewing out no. some government. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Uh, the Illuminati secretly control the world. Twenty one percent believe that. Only because that one's true. <laughs> no, it's definitely not. Remember? Oh, that's right. That's us? right. It's definitely Shh. not. Yeah, it's definitely not. Okay, now we get into now we get into some controversial ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that, like you know, not that the Illuminati controlling the world isn't <laughs> controversial, but it's just ridiculous. Okay, so uh, climate change is a hoax. Uh, now, mm. phrased like that, phrased like that. Maybe I would agree. 
because that is so all-encompassing. Mm-hmm. Climate change is a hoax. But yeah, I don't believe that. I believe the climate is always changing. And I has always. Climate change. Mm-hmm. Right. I believe climate change is part of life. Yeah. We may be going into a different kind of climate, but explain why you can find she- seashells, you know, in the desert of Utah. Mm-hmm. Explain that. I mean, obviously, there was water. The continents there. were there were water there. There was continents mm-hmm. uh, that has shifted and everything else. It's part of it. Explain the ice age without an SUV. That's ridiculous. It, has the has the temperature gone up one degree in the last one hundred years? Yes. Is it yes. catastrophic yes. and all man caused? No, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. And even if I did believe that, I'm willing to give the benefit of the doubt that half of it half of it is man-made i don't think so mm-hmm. but i'd be willing to give you half okay man doing things that we do things all the time that we didn't know was causing a problem so i'll give you half i might even i might even be really super generous generous and give you everything however what's your solution if you get down to the solutions that's where i have a problem Not only that, but um, uh, I, it just what is happening that is catastrophic? What what is it that I have to panic about right now? Not only are, are you proposing that we spend ninety three trillion dollars to fix a problem, I frankly don't see that anything extraordinary has happened that hasn't always happened. You know, tor- t- you know tornadic, tornadic activity is actually down slightly, um, except maybe this year. But the, it goes in cycles. It's cyclical. Um, hurricanes are down over the last dozen or so years. The, the earth stopped. The temperature stopped raising, f- rising for, for 18 years. There was a, a global warming pause. The, uh, the glaciers are starting to reverse the reduction of of uh of snow and ice i mean up at glacier national park in montana they had to remove the the climate change warning that they had that these glaciers would be completely gone by 2020 well they're not and now you've got to say well it's up to us how quickly how quickly these uh disappear it's ridiculous it's it's ridiculous it's not ridiculous to say that it is ridiculous to propose Here's what we do when the consensus is not there on what will work. In fact, most people say if we did everything they want us to do, it will still only affect the temperature by a degree. Well, wait, wait, that's not going to change anything. Mm -hmm. We we haven't changed it. If If it's gone up a degree. We haven't seen catastrophic anything in the last 100 years. And by the time we get to 100 years, we're going to have the technology to have all of the clean energy you want. And I don't take you seriously if you don't eat meat, or I mean, sorry, if you eat meat, or if you don't look at nuclear energy and say, that has to be part of the solution. Or if you're still flying private jets. How about how about yeah. Al Gore flying around in private jets? If you really believe it's catastrophic and it's right now and it's killing the planet 
and and we're we're killing ourselves. Would you still be using private jets? No way. No. No. If you actually thought that there was 10 years left? No. If you thought that there were 10 years before the world was going to implode and we're all going to die, you would not be talking about a 10-year jobs program. You, you, you mm-hmm. might talk about a jobs program like, hey, we should dig underneath the earth and provide places where people can live. <laughs> right. Nobody's serious. Nobody serious is talking about, you know, look, we've got 10 years before this becomes really catastrophic. You got to get your home off of Malibu. You got to get mm-hmm. out of Miami Beach. You got to move Orleans. these things. Mm-hmm. New Orleans. You never hear anybody say stuff like that that is taken seriously by the left. Why? Why? How can you have a beach home if you actually believe these things? You can't. You'd be taking your resources and you'd be moving them. So you're ahead of the game. Because once once this sets in, all those houses are going to be worthless if it was true. And who lives on a cliff Sell overlooking Malibu? Uh, Al Gore. Al Gore does. So you Crazy. know he doesn't buy that. Right. So when it says climate change is a hoax, 22% of American people, I think we have a disagreement here on something. You're declaring the conversation over. Like, I can declare the moon landing was faked. I, I, that's over. That's over. Call NASA. Go look at the spaceship. Uh, you know, go watch a rocket take off. You can watch that. I've watched the space shuttle. Show me the ability to fake something that realistic back then did you ever watch the twilight zone or hell i'll even give you five years technology you ever watch the mod squad you ever watch star trek it wouldn't have looked like that all right um the next one is is bigger and it is the conspiracy of the left So the conspiracy of the right is climate change is a hoax. The conspiracy of the left is next in one minute. If you're in constant pain, you are not alone. Um, My pain and inflammation was so bad uh, that Tanya uh, has spent many mornings buttoning my shirt and tying my shoes and that is that is one of the most humiliating things uh that i've ever had to ask my wife to do it was really horrible i hated it um so i can relate to having pain that stops you from doing things that you want to do or or have to i know so many veterans who can barely walk people who worked in manufacturing and couldn't go back to work until they started taking Relief Factor. Now, those are all extreme cases, but Relief Factor clients are people who just can't enjoy taking a walk anymore, playing golf, play with their kids. I started taking Relief Factor about 18 months ago. I take it every single day uh, in the morning and at noon and at dinner time, and I feel the best I've felt in six years. It's 100% drug-free and created by doctors. Join me. Get your life back with Relief Factor. Try their three-week quick start for only nineteen ninety-five. If you're in pain, what do you have to lose, dude? What do you have to lose? 
get your life back. If you want a drug-free and natural way, hell, I, at, at the, the point, I don't care if it would have been like, well, this is radioactive, but it'll make your pain go away. Okay, try it. It's natural and drug-free. It's relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. 10 seconds, station ID. 20. All right. So climate change is a hoax. Has 22% of the population believing it. 9-11 was an inside job. Has 23% of the population believing it. Now, 9-11 was an inside job, was started by that extreme leftist, Alex Jones. Alex, yeah, I said leftist. You see, because he, he was against uh, George Bush. D- during the war, all of the stuff that was happening, he was against all of that. He's not a right-wing ideologue. He is a... He is a very gifted conspiracy theorist. And uh, he said 9-11 was an inside job. And in fact, if you don't know this, and I'm pretty proud of this, I, I was at first afraid that, you know, my, my, my Jewish masters would cut me off and kill me. Um, but uh, he even revealed <laughs> that I, the only way to explain my career was that I was the CIA operative mm. that was controlling the media and the media spin on 9-11. You were so. the Barack Obama administration. He's actually said that. Plus, your whole organization here in Dallas is an FBI-CIA substation. Um, you didn't need to say that out loud. Apologize. Now we're in trouble yeah. with the FBI, CIA, and the Illuminati. Oh, no. Oh, no. So... 9-11 inside job is uh, 23%. The government is hiding aliens in Area 51. 27% <laughs> of the population believe that. That's a lot. Do you believe anything like that? No. I believe that they yeah. probably know more about UFOs than they're letting on, but I don't believe there's any bodies, you know, alien bodies there. You know, I, can, I go, can I go down a conspiracy theory road with you mm-hmm. that will probably end up really badly for me? Um, but uh, the the idea that uh, the United States is keeping uh, alien bodies, I do not believe at all. However, I have I do have questions on why is it they're coming out with all of this UFO technology lately? They've been doing in the last two years. They have released so much information and. More than one guy, the guy who ran Project Blue Book, I believe, um, and another high-ranking intelligence official on the UFO investigation, just recently came out and said the same thing that the Blue Book guy said. Look, we know that alien, or I'm sorry, we know that UFOs are real. We just don't know where they come from. Well, you know, when he said that just last week, I was like, Wait, when did we all agree that UFOs were real? I mean, unless you're saying, yeah, there's stuff flying up in the sky that we don't know what it is. Well, that could be a lot of things. But are you saying that they come from another planet or someplace else? Otherworldly? 
I think it's I think it's unreasonable to think, as Carl Sagan used to say, if we're alone and the universe is this big, what an incredible waste of space. So I believe that there are other life forms, and I do believe that the government, they may not know the life form, but they know that something's out there. And it feels like they're getting ready to tell us more than they just have in the last few weeks. Hey, something's out there. I think there's no Is doubt. It just there's, me? No, there's something out there for sure. There has to be, right? There, ha- there has to be. Right. Many. But have you noticed the? Have you noticed the government has done this kind of thing where they're just mm-hmm. starting to tell us more and more? Like they're starting to break it to us slowly. Oh yeah. By the way, <laughs> you know what that thing we've been denying for the last seventy years? Yeah. Right. Uh, it's yeah, real. You know, it's kind of like that old joke. Hey, um, I don't want to tell you all at once. So. There's an alien that was up on the roof. <laughs> uh, then we have the last two. I'll tell you, number number one with 47% is that Lee Harvey Oswald didn't act alone in assassinating JFK. I believe that one. I just had... You do believe that one? Oh, yeah. That he didn't act alone? Yeah, I believe that. Do you believe he acted alone? You believe in the... Wait, you believe in the grassy knoll? Well, I don't know about the grassy knoll, but I, I don't believe that he acted alone. I, I think there was more to it, whether it was the mob or the Russians or the Cubans or, you know, LBJ. I don't I don't know, but I, I don't yeah. think it was just Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah, OK, I, I think there might be more to it. Let's pick this up because we have a mm-hmm. great letter uh, from Kennedy's uh, secretary where she warned him the night before he went to Dallas. Uh, And we have to get to number two because, again, I don't think this is a conspiracy theory. Uh, That's not going to work out well for me. But 29% of the American people believe this, quote, conspiracy theory when we come back. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Woman in Michigan. She was at work. She got a call from uh, Simply Safe Home Security saying your home alarm is going off and there's a man in your house. And she said, oh, it's probably just the landlord. And Simply Safe is watching it all unfold on their security camera. And they're like, no, we, we just saw him break in. And he's currently fending off your dog with a lamp. And she was like, okay, definitely not my landlord. Uh, now, this story could have gone the other way because they made sure she, was, she knew what was going on. And they called uh, the police. Now, Simply safe because of the the quick response. The intruder grabbed a few pieces of her jewelry and uh, took off, and that's it. Dog was fine. Homeowner was safe, and the police now have the video evidence of what this guy looks like in high definition. And the police dispatch is up three and a half times faster because of video veri- verification. Right now, go to simplysafebeck.com and get your free HD security camera so it works out well for you. It's simplysafebeck.com. You want to hear more from Conservative Voices? Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and you'll get 10 bucks off. I actually was able to shook the president's hand because he came to say hello to the survivor of the infiltration thing. So I remember shooking the president. So I was one of the 212 officers from the brigade who went to Fort Okay. And, uh, and I asked him at the time, I said, look, Manolo, you know, what guarantee do I have that the president is behind this operation? He asked me, he said, what guarantee do you have with the training from the CIA on communications? 
give it to me in uniform. Be fine. Go and say your supervisor and tell him you want to. Uh, first of all, there is no such thing as a special communication training. Second, if it were, there is no time to change. You are going to Fort Hollow in Virginia for intelligence training. And third, who told you? Say, sir, I cannot tell you. He threw me out of his office, which is normal. <laughs> so I go to Miami on vacation, and about a week later, I got a call from Aurora Street, the recruiting center. Call immediately Mayor Torres. So I call Mayor Torres, say, Lieutenant Rodriguez, come to Fort Benning immediately. We have here Mr. Musa, Mr. Flanagan to give you your special communication training. They gave us the training and uh, yeah. to do that. But Bobby Kennedy was very, very much committed on that. He was assassinated. Our team went to see him in Washington. And the first raids against Cuba in 64, 65, Bobby Kennedy was what liaison between us and him. And what the paper, one assistant of, of, of President Johnson claimed that I did also spoke fluent uh, English, Fabian Escalante, who was in Dallas that day. And then it's documented that he left in a with another shooter who probably was uh, a Cuban uh, captain. And I believe it was. The our teammate went to see him in Washington. And the first two words that he told him said, my brother had two big enemies, the Mafia and Fidel Castro. In 64, 65, Bobby Kennedy was what liaison between us and the CIA for that operation. Yeah. And when the president was assassinated, our teammate went to see him in Washington. And the first two words that he told in Central America with our team in Costa Rica and Nicaragua running raids against Cuba in 64-65. And later on, Johnson told the member of the brigade that the promise of the president to liberate Cuba died with the president. Those who wanted to stay in the armed forces, yeah. they were welcome. But there was no longer a commitment uh, yeah. to do that. But Bobby Kennedy was very, very much committed on that. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Glad you're here. So we're talking about the most believed conspiracy theories in the United States. Uh, and uh, the, the number one conspiracy theory is at 47%. And I, I don't think you're ever going to stop this one from people believing that it's, it's real. Okay. And that is that Lee Harvey Oswald did not act alone in assassinating JFK. But I think that can go many places now the warren commission said he absolutely acted alone but that's exactly what they want you to believe i don't i don't lose any sleep on this and i could go either way and i'd be fine but i'm not sure if we got the truth but i i i would tend to fall on the oswald acted alone however there were other people that may have aided in some way or another even if they weren't connected to oswald because there he did have so many enemies kennedy had a lot of enemies and they had a lot of power um and so uh but i don't consider myself a conspiracy theorist on jfk do you mm, pat pretty close i think i'm pretty close because really yeah i think there was you know, they've said there was nobody else. He acted alone. That's what the Warren Commission came up with. But I don't believe that. So is that is that conspiracy theory? I, I think somebody else had something to do with it, whether it be the Russians or the mob again or LBJ. So, let's just say let's just say it was the Russians and the Cubans because they would have been the same thing at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I could see them winding him up. Uh, yeah. And saying, you know, you should do this or you should do that. But uh, sending over another shooter or things like that, I just don't I, I just it, all of the 
The Zapruder film, to me, is seals it up that there wasn't a second shooter. I know that opens it up for everybody else, but, mm-hmm. you know, I saw somebody mm-hmm. say, and this is so dangerous with these digital fakes, somebody told me the other day, have you seen the Zapruder film? If you look, you will see that the driver actually bends down, picks something <laughs> up, and it's a gun. I've heard and that. And he yeah. shoots him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, stop. <laughs> You don't believe Stop. that happened? You don't believe the driver? No, I don't. Huh? No, I don't. That's weird. However, I will tell you this. A guy with very high clearance. He was one of the first guys for the Bay of Pigs. He was there. He knew Bobby Kennedy. He knew John F. Kennedy. Um, and he knew uh, Che. He was the guy sent down by the CIA to represent the United States on Che Guevara, on capturing him and killing him. And we're having a conversation in one of my podcasts. And in the middle of it, he just comes out with this. Listen. Bobby Kennedy was different than his brother. He, he seemed like a decent guy. When we were walking the Operation Central America with our team in Costa Rica and Nicaragua running raids against Cuba in 64-65, Bobby Kennedy was our liaison between us and the CIA for that operation. Yeah. And when the president was assassinated, our team went to see him in Washington. And the first two words that he told him said, my brother had two big enemies, the mafia and Fidel Castro. And I believe it was the last one who assassinated him. And what do you think? I think so. I think that the, the president... So had you the, don't think that it was wow. Lee Harvey Oswald? Or? It was Lee Harvey Oswald with another shooter who probably was uh, a Cuban uh, captain uh, who was an uh, expert in shooting, also a spoke fluent uh, English, Fabian Escalante, who was in Dallas that day. Mm-hmm. And then it's documented that he left in a private plane for Mexico after the assassination. Of course, even I saw one time in the paper, one assistant of, of, of President Johnson claiming that I did have information from the Bureau of the Cuban Participation on the assassination of the president. And they had to cover it up for national security reasons. If they had to admit that a country like Cuba had participated in the assassination of an American president, they had no choice but to invade. Mm. I mean, is that not cr- incredible? Wow. I mean, he has the name of the guy. Yeah. And said he was in Dallas at the time. Yeah. I mean, you could probably. And it was, and it was just like, and that was a, that was just a, oh, yeah, by the way. Oh, yeah. I've got the evidence on uh, you know, the Kennedy assassination. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. I looked at him. and I was like, I don't know if that helps your credibility or hurts your credibility, but thank you very much for sharing. Yeah. So now here's the second biggest conspiracy theory that we uh that we believe in the united states 29 percent believe there is a now listen to this believes there is a deep state working against the u.s president donald trump and his supporters that's not even a conspiracy theory is it i don't think so i i mean i believe that Uh, it just depends on how you if you're defining deep state as a uh star chamber Mm-hmm. You're crazy. But if you believe that it is the um, the old guard, for instance, the uh, the um, uh, State Department, and if you believe that it's the State Department as part of it, th- there's evidence that they did this to Truman over Israel. I mean, they got into a fight with him over Israel, and they almost took him out. And they said they were going to. And, and I think there is there's clear evidence on many presidents. I mean, George Bush said to me 
uh, in the Oval Office. Don't worry. Whoever sits behind that desk is going to be advised by the same people, and they're going to give them the same options, and they'll realize quickly that it's the only thing they can do. Well, if you have that kind of power over any president, you're not going to give that up. Some guy comes in and says, you know what? I'm not listening to you. I don't care what you say. Of course they're going to do everything they can to destroy that guy. Is that unreasonable to believe? No, I don't think so. But like you said, if you if you chalk it up to the Illuminati or, you know, New World Order stuff like the Council of Foreign Relations, that kind of stuff, then you're going to be you're going to be labeled a conspiracy theorist. But if it's just the old guard, that's not his conspiracy theory. Now you've taken me down the road of the the Council of Foreign Relations, (laughs) which (laughs) I don't know anything about were you? No, I mean, I mean, I don't believe the Council of Foreign. I don't know about the Council of Foreign Relations at this time. I just Mm -hmm. know the history. Mm -hmm. And that is exactly what they were supposed to do. They were supposed to take academia Mm -hmm. and the media and put them together so they could teach the American people how stupid they were (laughs) and how much they needed these certain policies. Right. Right. So so that is kind of beyond the that is kind of in the deep state category. It is. Would you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So. That makes you well, conspiracy theorist right there, huh? I guess I guess with the deep state thing, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the government hiding aliens, I don't believe, but I do think Mm-mm. they know more. Uh, 9-11 was an inside job. I don't no. believe that, but I do believe that Sandy Berger took some things out of his underpants that I sure would like to know what it was about right after 9-11. Oh, uh, absolutely that ha- i mean everybody knows that that's i mean that's not even yeah, i mean that's he was fact. arrested that's fact yeah. yeah so what was he taking out i'm I, sure it wasn't recipes um, but it sure was interesting change. wasn't it that both sides were in on that uh that that everybody wanted clinton and bush off. yeah uh-huh yep clinton and bush yeah climate change is a hoax i don't think climate change is a hoax i think the solutions are a hoax uh illuminati secretly controls the world no i don't think so but i do believe you believe it's the builder burgers right <laughs> no it's the waterburgers <laughs> okay all right it's the waterburgers yeah um the government is using chemtrails no and the, mm-hmm. li- the moon landing uh was faked no. no so i guess i mean i kind I of jfk I'm, I'm kind of deep state right so the yeah the top two Kind of aliens. And kind of aliens. Wow. What was the percentage on the... What's the percentage on the aliens? Aliens, uh, 27. But again, that's not thinking there's alien bodies being, you know, with autopsies. I would... Right. I would like to... You know what? I'm going to put together a poll on these things, but I'm going to word them the way I would word them. Mm -hmm. That climate change is real. Uh... Uh, but the climate is always changing. I don't believe the uh, solutions currently proposed are about climate. They're about power. Uh, in, uh, 9-11 was not an inside job. However, there were those in power 
that didn't want to show relationships, and that's why Sandy Berger did what he did. The government is not hiding aliens in Area 51. However, (laughs) I believe they know more Mm -hmm. uh, about UFOs than they have let on. I mean, if you word them that way, it's not really a conspiracy theory, is it? Uh, Not to me, but I think most people would say yes. Yes, that's a conspiracy. Do you theory. think so? Uh huh. I think if you don't believe the status quo, the uh, the Warren Rep- Commission on on JFK, then you believe a conspiracy theory, don't you? Isn't that well? Isn't that, that one I kind of do. Yeah. That one I kind. That one I me do. too. That one me I too. Do. And if you don't believe the consensus on climate change, you're a conspiracy theorist. What what you well, said is ridiculous. just it's not okay. It's not okay to believe that yes, it's warmed, but it's not catastrophic and. And it's not all man-caused. You have to believe all of those things. You have to be in lockstep with the left or your conspiracy right. theorist. Correct. And that's the problem with all of these. Yeah. I generally agree that these are conspiracy theories. However, there's nuance to each of those that yeah. make me go, well, I, I'm not really sure. Right. And isn't being skeptical of the establishment line Shouldn't it be the liberals that would be the closest to that? It used to be pretty well, much mandatory. It, that... it, it was. Right. Yeah. And and for good reason. We started this conversation because of we're we're both watching Chernobyl. And it's really fantastic. Really mm-hmm. fantastic. And two things come out. One, the Russians are going to remake it themselves. They're really pissed at the way we made that movie. Which I thought uh, it was handled so pretty they... fairly for them. Didn't you? I thought so, too. Yeah. I thought Gorbachev looked good. Yeah, he did. He looked fine. Um, I think the guy who I hated at first, the guy from the council, I thought he looked really good. Yeah. And all of them are just working within the system that they they didn't create. And if they would have done anything about that, they all would have been executed. Yes. So, I mean, what are you going to do in that system? Um, but they're going to remake it, and they're going to remake it as the CIA was the one who Jeez. who blew up Chernobyl, which is ridiculous. Um, so we started on that. And the other point on Chernobyl, if you watch it, is the state is never wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference between us and other countries like this former Soviet Union. You don't. You don't have to believe what the state says. You don't you you don't you're not shut down by the state. In fact, you become more skeptical if the state tells you uh, this is settled and we're not talking about it anymore. How how did we get here to where it's it's mm-hmm. politically incorrect to uh, question a government that has done all kinds of things in the last hundred years that have not been what we thought they were back in a minute all right i want to talk to you a little bit about uh password protected wi-fi's password protected wi-fi it is it's ridiculous there's no password protection for your stuff when you get onto a public wi-fi it is it's like kissing a public toilet it's bad really bad it's a uh, it's a sieve that all of your information can be downloaded from and stolen from you 
what you need is a Norton Secure VPN. Then you can go into the coffee shop and, and you know, jump on their Wi-Fi because you're using a virtual private network. It, it masks you, uh, and they never get back to your home computer. If you're using a virtual private network, it encrypts all of your connections, even on public Wi-Fi, so the information you send and receive is safe from cyber criminals who just want to steal your private information or companies that want to track your browsing activities and app usage and location like Google and Facebook and YouTube and, uh, and Apple and everybody else. Get a secure connection. A secure VPN. The people, the only people that I would trust with this VPN is Norton. Norton Secure VPN. Get one now. All you do is you download the app. It costs you three thirty-three, I think, um, a month. And you are online. Um, you put the passcode in one time. goes to all your devices, and you're logged on to a virtual private network every time you log on. So do it now. Go to Norton.com slash VPN. That's Norton dot com slash vpn this is the glenbeck program welcome to the uh, program i am uh, i am more convinced than ever that uh donald trump is is going to win this oh i can't say these things because once i say these things and i jinx it it blows up in your face it does yep it does <laughs> Universe, I do not endorse Donald Trump. I don't. I don't. In fact, you don't even want him to win. You don't even want him to run, do you? Uh, no. <laughs> Universe, I don't even want him to run. Every time I endorse or I want somebody to win, they mm-hmm. lose. Every time. So uh, I'm, I'm, I have to be very, very careful. Because it's like, it's, it's, I don't know what it is. It's, but every single time. So I'm, I told the I told the president uh, many times, I'm not endorsing you. I am not. Uh, I'm, I'm not for you. I because I don't want to jinx it. Um, so you'll just have to read my mind on what I'm thinking as I'm driving through the country. Because uh, I won't tell you what I was thinking when I was driving through the country. It's a big country and it is split, and it's split between the cities and everyone else. And I want to get into that tomorrow and take a look at the Electoral College. The Democrats know this, and they are moving ahead on a really constitutionally destructive plan. To